Hey guys, Sean here for the very first in ever international Any Given Runday because we are live stateside with my guest and my co-host, Mr. Eric Lawless in the Sun. Eric, how are you getting on? My God, your intros are getting better by the week. Yeah, good, good. I think a bit of distance is doing us good. Yeah, good. Uh, got I, here on... I had all the material to work with there. <laughs> yeah, got here on... Uh, when did I get here? When did I leave? It's all blur. I left on Friday morning at like 6 o'clock and I got here. I was like 20 odd hours traveling. Like, had to go through France, then through France onto Atlanta and then Atlanta down here to Alabama. Yeah, so it's... Uh, I was very tired now for the last two days. Um, it was so bizarre as well, being on a plane. So obviously everyone's scared of uh, COVID-19, but we were on a big Airbus A330, big one, and there was only 80 people on the flight on an aircraft that holds about 250 people. So everyone had like their own four rows. There were people just asleep. All the blinds in the plane just got closed straight away, and everyone just honked straight away. They were all lying out on the four rows. Uh, the, I think it was the biggest, sleepiest plane I've ever been on in my life. Um, but of course, me and me and the the other fellow were were on it, and they they moved us up to the front, like, and they were like, "Oh, these guys can sit here." And I gave them a little box of Lily O'Brien chocolates. I brought a load of little mini ones, like, and uh, they were feeding us full of beer for the flight down. It was great. <laughs> Everyone else was asleep, and me and him were having it. The big DMC at the front of the plane. But uh, yeah, like not exactly a great way to lead into a sporting well-being podcast. But yeah, anyway, look, I really enjoyed the flight, and then. Um, yeah, and uh, got to the States and yeah, actually just trying to settle in. Um, so we're in quarantine at the minute. Um, so we're only allowed, you know, we're not allowed near people as such. So, but we can go to the shop obviously for essentials because we have to live and then we can go for a run, but obviously stay away from people. So I'm running on kind of, ran on this road. Um, I said, yeah, we'll get into that now in a few minutes. But yeah, they're just not used to seeing people running on the roads like you would at home or cyclists and stuff. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, especially when it's 28 degrees. It's, it was 31 degrees today, so in the mornings it's brilliant because you get the sunshine. It's not too hot. It's kind of kind of reaching its peak, but the sun is glaring in the morning. But as the afternoon comes around, all that heat builds up and thunderstorms then all afternoon, so it's great. So you get the sunshine in the morning, which is tolerable, and then thunder and lightning to watch all day for uh, for the afternoon, so it's not too bad. Jeez, man, yeah. my mind is blown. There's so many different questions there. Ah, say, it's not really sports related, but I, I do the exact same as you. If I was in a plane or start feeding me all this food and beer, and you're about to do ah, this seven-month trip for a lifetime, it's like, load yeah. me up. We definitely definitely lived up to the stereotype of being Irish, though. And they were like, would you like a beer? And they offered us cocktails as well. I was like, yeah, okay, <laughs> we'll have some of them, yeah. What else What else you got? <laughs> but uh, no, it was enjoyable. It was... Um, <laughs> they were kind of, kind of the staff the staff uh, flew with Delta they were absolutely amazing but the, the staff kind of once they they copped we were kind of up for a bit of a chat anyway because we were right beside the galley so once they gave the board because they haven't got 270 people or whatever to look after they've only got 80 and it's a full crew so every so often one or two of them just come out and kind of sit in the row opposite us and just like shall you talk away to us for to kill a half hour of their day as well like so we were it was like it was like hosting a little talk show every really? few minutes and uh, it was very good now it was but uh yeah big big shock to the system getting here now it's um i don't know well me and me and uh sean is here with me we started watching ozark ozark is oh i'd say about 100 miles north of us um there thereabouts a massive lake and stuff we flew over it into where we were landing and uh we started watching, so anyone watching Ozark, pretty much the scene there of trees and roads and little houses and random places, that's 
pretty much where we're living here now. Very much the, the country of, of southern USA, southern Alabama, yeah. So it's interesting, it is. It's a, it's a big change to home. Um, but yeah, so far, so good. Absolutely loving it. You, you sent me the video and stuff from where you lived and, and you know, the car and everything else and just on the road and, and the Instagram post for both weekend. But I just want to kick into nutrition a little bit here because the few things you sent, you sent me a picture of a cake and oh, I've yeah. never seen a cake that was four different flavors. Like it was a chocolate fudge cake, something random. I only saw a chocolate one. It was three different uh, square, um parts of that cake and then just the size of portions and you said something very interesting to me because I was like oh Eric's going to be in trouble here because I've seen you in M&M world and you've got a real sweet tooth and I'm like yeah. with all this food over there what's the temptation like? Oh I have to say right and I don't mean this is bad I, ha- I do have a terrible sweet tooth and I was a bigger guy and, it- and that sweet tooth never gone away and that's why I run and so I can eat all this bad food it's great I'm a nutritional expert Um. But the, uh, the, <laughs> the food here, I walked into Walmart and there's this cake and it's not mm. like, you know when we think of like a cake you'll see in a Tesco's or something, it's a little kind of six to nine inch, seven inch maybe cake, Black Forest Gallo, you know, a little treat after dinner with share it all. This thing was about 12 inches big. It was huge. And like a quarter of it was like they made this big, chocolate fudge cake and like it's about six inches deep as well like it's, it, this thing is like it's like a curb on the side of the road like it's absolutely massive but they'd four different cakes all shoved into this one container it was just called a variety cake and i have for the first time in my life there was so much of it you could smell all the sugar when you walk into this i for the first time i was actually like i don't want any cake i was like what's wrong with me so i think we're safe enough on the old temptation for me but it was just Oh man, the quantity. Like, so many people have, uh, I've never understood this because whenever I get a Chinese takeaway or everything, I just put everything onto the plate and then the challenge begins. No one can leave until all the food is gone. Whereas there was this cake, I swear <laughs> to God, it was like a it was, it was like a cinder block. Like it was huge. I, I just couldn't get it. I was like, I don't think I can do this. And the donuts, they sell donuts by the 24. It's not, it's not just a six-pack of donuts, your little pack of four, little jam donuts, quizzy in the France. No, these were, these were like your Krispy yeah. Kreme 24-pack. No, I did think about them for a minute, and then I thought about the consequences. But, uh, yeah, ve- vegetables are quite expensive here, um, and, and chicken and fresh meats, like a, a bag of spinach, I think, is about $4, uh, depending on where you buy it. So, um. Yeah, it is. Um, and I think two chicken breasts in one of the shop was like $8 and stuff. So, yeah. And then, but then like a kilo of macaroni and cheese is about two fifty. So, uh, like it's, it is tough. It is, it's going to be tough to kind of eat healthy, but we, we have uh, we have everything bought now because we, 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 we don't want to go back to the shops too often with, with the virus and stuff. So, we uh, we went big on the on the yep. first one and we'll, we'll figure the rest out of it. Um, we, we only discovered actually when we get there, they do like a click and collect kind of service. So we'll probably do that the next day. But yeah, it's like everything is huge. The trucks are huge. They're all like monster trucks driving beside us in their little car and stuff. And uh, yeah, just getting used to it. Um, but yeah, the food, food element is crazy. Absolutely bananas. But uh, definitely not suited to our lifestyle. You know, like a bag of M&Ms was bigger than my head. Now, I haven't got a big head. So, but it's just like... <laughs> 
And I'm a sucker for it. Like, I'll get the share bag of minstrels and mm-hmm. I won't share them. And But now that I've seen the share bag over here, I actually feel quite good about what I do at home. Like, it's actually not bad. Like, because it's, uh, it is, a, it's, it's quite, it's quite a dangerous size, especially for someone like me with sweet too. I, I definitely wouldn't be able to stop. But um, yeah, but even uh, yeah, the, the heat as well makes a big difference. Like um, thirty degrees, kind of outside. Now the house is air conditioned, so it's fine, and we're quarantining now, so like we can't really go anywhere. But um, bar a run and from the car to yeah. shop and then back car inside. But and sitting in the back garden today when the sun came out, like it was like sitting in a sauna. It's not really humid. It is just a warm heat. It's like you're sitting underneath a, a heater. It's not a sticky kind of heat. You're just like, oh my god, I'm really warm. Um, but yeah, you, like, but the minute the clouds come, it's actually quite manageable. It's actually once the the sun is out, like you're feeling all the heat. But when you're under kind of cloud cover, it's actually kind of nice. But yeah, yeah, all morning really nice, and then the afternoon we're we're watching fork lightning out the window here. So it's uh, it's pretty cool. Won't be going for a run in the afternoons anyway. That's for sure. So you, you went for your first mo- you went for your I'm assuming it was a morning run you went to uh when you passed the El Garage station St. Martin and all the rest. Yeah. And the heat was okay, was it manageable when you're actually out in it or what, what went on? So I, I fell asleep at like we'd been awake for a day really because we neither of us because we were having such a good time on the flight, we neither of us really slept on the, the ten hour flight from Paris. But so when we got here we were and we didn't sleep much the night before, we'd be up at three o'clock to go to the airport now. So we were wrecked. So I stayed awake till half nine and then I was awake at half four in the morning here and I was, was debating it because the sun, the sun was starting to come up and I was like, I might go for a run now. And then I was like, oh, like you're wrecked and conscious of burning the candle about then, jet lag. I was like, no, force myself back to sleep. So about nine, maybe 10 o'clock when we got going and um, the minute we got outside, it was like, it's warm, but it doesn't feel too bad. And then we are like, obviously the excitement, we're going yeah. running somewhere else. We'd kind of planned the route and like I'm looking at looking at Google Maps at home, so when I look at the street view, I'm like, that's about two kilometers, three kilometers. But we started out, and so I was like, oh, if we do this little lap, that'll be about five k. So we started out in this trek, and I was taking the pictures and videos, and through the first k, the second k, and then we came to this big, big ass hill. Now this this hill was, it was like yeah, if anyone's ever ran in Phoenix Park, there's there's a couple of hills there around the fort, but it was like that, but a lot longer like it went on for about the guts of a kilometer um so that's when i felt the heat um and we had no shade from the trees anymore for this hill so really really felt the heat of that so that was like two and a half k in i looked down and we watched up the hill in the heat my heart was doing 199 i was like oh my god i'm going to die so i was thinking this road was only like a k and a half and now we're two and a half k in and we're still climbing up this hill on the same road and i was like we cannot judge distance in the US anymore. Like, like it's it's so hard to tell because it's so vast. So we got to the end of this road. I didn't even know this garage was there because um, we were just said, look, we'll go to the end of the road. I opened up maps. So I was like, oh, I'd like to say it's a K away, but I can't tell. So we got to the end <laughs> of the road and I, it finished at like 3.2K. And we only went out to do four or five. We were going to do a nice, easy one. And uh, we got there and I mean like, Two of us were like bent over, like doubled over, sweat pouring off us, couldn't catch your breath. And like you could feel your heart like pumping. And like, do you know when you can feel a dehydration headache come on? You kind of get a little bit of a headache. And like, like there was so much sweat on us. It was ridiculous. Um, 
And then I looked up and I was like, I don't believe it. The guard was called Marathon. I was like, we've only ran 3.2 kilometers. And the two of us nearly, we were nearly going to get a taxi back. Like we were in a joker. So we left it. We, uh, I waited. Like, um, so using Garmin, um, when you pause a workout, it'll show you where your heart is in recovery zone. But my heart rate was still in the 160. And I was like, recovery heart rate 160, which means my body was not recovering at all, especially with the heat and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, like 160 is probably above where I try and run a marathon at. Like I try running a 150, one, less than 160 at a marathon. And now my body's trying to recover at that rate. So it was, uh, yeah, a big shock. But then, like, we don't know anyone and no, with COVID and stuff, we're not supposed to be near anyone. So I was like, right, we've no choice but to run back. So off we went. It was grand for the first little bit. We got down the hill and uh, obviously it's getting warmer and warmer as, as the morning's going as well. So um, down the hill and then there was a few hills we ran down on the way out. We didn't even notice. So then we were running back up these on the other side and we had to stop about four times in the uh in the the remaining three k just under a tree let the heart rate recover try try and stop the stars from coming into the eyes and then uh we we eventually got to 6k and i think we were about 500 meters from home but we couldn't actually run anymore it actually just would have because we couldn't gauge how far the house was either so it was like nah we just stopped to watch a 6k pretty much bang on we walked the rest of the way tried to let the heart rate come down before we came into the house but uh we had the we had the air conditioning on here and uh, we kind of yeah. noticed it being a bit cold. But then I was never happier. Like it's like a freezer, so I was never happier just to walk indoors. Like I was like, oh my god. So, uh, but as well, like our legs, because we were on airplanes for I don't know, guts of eighteen hours yesterday. But uh, our legs were so swollen, and this run was not helping. So the two of us, I have a photograph, but you can only see my legs, and I wasn't, I hadn't got the t-shirt on. But because you can only see my head and the legs, it looks like I'm naked lying on the ground. So I couldn't post it up, but I'm just panned out lying on the ground. And uh, I couldn't move. I had to have the feet elevated and try to get the blood out of the feet because my legs were so swollen from the heat and the run and all the flying. So, But yeah, the body body definitely got a shock to the system. Um, 100% got a shock to the system. So uh, hopefully it'll recover. We'll get used to the seat because we're going to have to be working in it as well. So and in uniforms and all that so like it's kind of good to get out and be running in it and pushing yourselves just so we can kind of acclimatize to it but yeah for the next two weeks we're going to let the thunderstorms pass and we didn't go for it this morning because we're kind of gauging how the days are working so we just we just kind of had a breakfast in the sun and then we wait for the thunderstorms to pass and then we go for a run this evening a lot of people seem to be out walking their dogs and stuff around seven and eight so it they they would tend to be a bit more clued in than we are at the time. So, yeah, so about seven or eight <laughs> o'clock now. We, I'll go and do another five uh, k or so, and just just try and run five k every day because I'm only back from the injury, but as well, just trying to get used to the heat. I don't want to burn the candle at both ends, like so. Um, but yeah, it's yeah. Uh, but yeah, so far so good. It's it's going to be interesting. Um, we're in the peak for now. August uh, end of July, August is kind of the peak temperature, so we've. We couldn't have come at a, a better or worse time, depending on what way you look at it. But it's, um, yeah, it's going to be good. And then into the winter, then it maintains around 17 degrees. So uh, fitness-wise, should improve once we can acclimatize to it. And um, yeah, hopefully where we're going next has running tracks and all that kind of stuff. So interval training will be back, and especially in the heat. It's going to be interesting to see how the fitness improves uh, here, especially I'm going to go back doing the heart rate training. Not, not yet. I'm going to give it about four weeks and let the body stop being in such shock because... There's, there's zero point. Uh, I want to make sure it's normalized a little bit before we crack into it.
Yeah, I mean, you can't do the heart rate training right now when your recovery rate is a 160. I mean, that, no, that makes no sense like, at all to I, me. Like, I'd say even going for a walk, my heart rate would be in the 150s, 160s just because the temperature alone. Like, So, like, is there much point running? Probably not. Out of out of all the times to uh, to pick going out there to get customized supplement, and look, I, I preface this by saying you've done triathlons and stuff last year, and um, so you did four triathlons of four weeks, and you've done marathons, you've done a, you know three thirty five marathon. If you were ever going to obviously with the heat regress so much to do a six kilometer run and having to stop four, five, six times, go through it. At least you have the excuse that the Garmin app is now down at the moment. But <laughs> you don't have to put it up as Strava and all the rest. Oh, like if you were to look at it on Strava, like my elapsed time was about 40, 45 minutes, like, or maybe 50. Like we were out there for ages. We had to keep hiding under trees just to cover ourselves. Like, it was unbelievable. And to put that in context, like you've you've done a five k in under twenty minutes, and now you're doing an extra kilometer in an extra half hour to get there. Yeah, yeah. And like when we started this podcast, we were training in Winter Ireland, one, two, three, four, five degrees. You know, uh, as it as it progressed into spring, and we were going to Madrid to run in twenty, twenty four degrees there thereabouts, and we all had these ambitions of running. I was going to go for the three and a half hours. One thing I've learned in one run here is that none of us were going to achieve any of that <laughs> like no. it's now nah, the the heat the heat is definitely a game changer um we had a couple of good days in april there and i did notice myself when i when i got into the heat i was not performing the same and and it's all to do with heart rate my heart rate was going so high so quickly and that's kind of reaffirmed i know in some of our earlier episodes i talked about the heart rate training and how important it is and developing the heart but I think you kind of have to, especially here in the heat, like it's, it's a massive game changer. Like when you're running at 196, you're not going to run for long at a, at a heart rate of 196. You know, you're, you're going to get about a half hour and then you're just going to drop, you know, no matter how good you are. Um, so yeah, the heat is a big thing. So once we acclimatize about a week or two, and we'll be able to quarantine them, which is great. Um, so I'll be able to kind of see where the local running tracks are and stuff and, and kind of work on the interval trainings and, and progress itself with the heat. So it's a, uh, yeah, it'd be interesting. It's, it's an experiment in itself. I've never, I've never had to train and heat like it. Um, so yeah, it, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be very interesting. I know Austin, who was on uh, a couple of episodes ago, um, when we did the uh, the marathon uh, when we ran the three thirty, Austin yeah. had trained and he was in Africa for six months, and he was training in that heat at five o'clock in the morning, 21, 22 degrees. And he came home to Ireland. He was like, oh, come on, we were doing these things." where my heart rate was in the 180s and his was only in the 150s. Like the, the difference in the two of us was absolutely massive because of where he had done his training and where I had done mine. So he was working harder and I was working twice as hard just to keep up with him. You know, like it was yeah. uh, because he had that fitness. And it, it, yeah, it's amazing. It is amazing. It'll be interesting to see when I'm back next year um, the difference when I get into the cold, uh, how much I can do. I might try to set a few records for myself when I'm back in the, the early spring next year. Unbelievable, unbelievable. I was actually going to talk to you a little bit more about um because last week I, I because I've, I've still this nagging injury, so I took the bike out last week. I was going to talk to you a little bit more about that because you are getting the bike out, but I'm going to save that for next week's podcast because um hopefully when is that bike coming out to you? Yeah, um the bike has been shipped out, so it depends on if I'm able to build it back together again or not. <laughs> I, really, <laughs> I really should have taken a few photographs, like. Uh, I thought to be like, this part is like an all-in-one part. It just comes apart. Then you pull it, and then there's like three little rings that just popped out of somewhere. And I'm like, oh, 
no. So I just put them all into a Ziploc bag and threw it into the bike uh, the bike box. And uh, yeah, so I don't know. I'm hoping the bike will arrive in the next week. Um, it's due to be shipped very soon anyway. So uh, hopefully the bike will be here before we're out of quarantine anyway. So at least we can build it up. But again, like it's, everyone drives cars over here. Like it's, it's very rare to see someone walk into the shop. There's no... We live about 5K from the local town. Um, I would say it's like Nace. It has a main street, which is relatively busy, but a lot of population living around. You can't yeah. see it, though, because there's so many trees, but there is, like, little mini communities and churches and gun shops everywhere. There's, there's a church every 100 meters, and there's a, uh, there was one we, we passed today, like, and... Uh, no, I'm all for church and religion and stuff, and we don't get into politics, but uh, just like when, when you put it all into context, one of them was like, uh, if you feared COVID as much as you feared hell, you'd come to church more often or something like that. I was like, oh my God, it just kind of... They're great marketers. Oh, like, I was like, my God. It, but it, it, it kind of sets the community that we're, we've become a part of here and stuff. Yeah, you have to respect where you are as well. Whenever you go anywhere in the world, you have to respect what that's that's what people are at there but it's just the, the culture shock I suppose but like whereas we would have a footpath all the way into the town centre like we're only three kilometres away from the town but there's not a footpath to be seen anywhere like everyone drives everywhere um, so it is it is kind of dangerous um, in terms of going for a cycle or a run they're not used to seeing bikes on the road they're not used to seeing people running on the roads whereas we would at home like you know most people's big complaints after the coronavirus was oh, the amount of cyclists on the road, I have yeah. to overtake them and slow down. Like, whereas here, like, like their, their Jeeps or pickup trucks are like monster trucks. They're about 12 feet high. They're raised up. Like, they're, they're t- like when a truck passes out at home, like a 40-foot truck, that's scary enough. These things are going by you every second. And they're like, ah, oh, it's, it's a different world. It's an absolutely different world. So we'll see where the bike bike leads. Uh, we'll, we'll try and find some quieter areas where I can go for cycle. Like even when I looked on Strava and I looked on Garmin for like, do you know the way people kind of post routes and recommend routes? There is very, very little recommended routes around me. Like so um, I think I'm going to be a trailblazer here for people who want to start up running. We start up a running club over here, actually. Um <laughs> It's, uh, you go for it, yeah, but you're not really selling it too well. All these trucks going around, but you probably yeah, drive no, it is. It is to find the running track to run on. Yeah, it is. It is. It is different. It's the only way to describe it. It's very different. It's um, it's not like we would have it at home or on the continent in Europe, where you know cycling and and outdoor. You know, like it's 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 quite different, and and everyone is busy. Like it's we're in a small town, but everyone is busy and in a hurry to go everywhere. You know, and and there's a lot of there's a lot of traffic on the roads. Um. So yeah, it's it's just kind of seeing seeing where I can I can fit it all in, or maybe I just need to be brave and just chance it. But you know yourself when you're not used to the the local kind of uh, run of the mill, I suppose it, it's kind of difficult to see how how to go about your training. So because even uh, when we were on that run, like we were on like I would say not a major road, like no, it's a two. Not like a little farmer road at home with a grass strip down the middle. It's a two-car road, like a normal road. Um, but like people would pass us out and then would be beeping and flashing at the cars who were coming our direction to like warn them that there's someone running on the road. Like we weren't even running on the road. We're running on the grass verge. So like they're just like totally not used to this. People going for a 10K around their local area. And yeah, like yeah. so 
It's uh, we're gonna we're gonna look in. Unbelievable! I, yeah. I remember when I was on Florida. It's the same thing. It, it, it's mad, but um, we must check in with you as and see how you acclimatize over the next couple of weeks and how the routine kind of forms itself would be very interesting. And you mentioned a couple of minutes ago, um, Ozzy put up on on the Instagram talking about uh, Logan Aquila. He was up yeah, there. Yeah, Logan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he he was up there hiking, so I think in the next couple of weeks it'll be interesting to, to see the contrast between what you're doing over the heat over there and, and what Ozzy's doing because every week he's doing different hikes and different runs and different things like that. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Now he is he is a different kind of man as well. Like he is the pinnacle of of getting out there and getting after it. Like he's uh, he's very good, and if people are following him, like take note of some of the routes he takes because mm-hmm. the photos he gets, the scene. And it is true, like like when you're running in places like that, you know, it seems daunting going for a run on the mountain. But when you've got this, this spectacle of the view, it kind of takes away from what it is you're doing. Like, obviously, if you're if you're only getting off the couch and going running, you don't want to be going running around lugging a quilla. But as you're, as you're getting more comfortable with your runs, like even a walk, run, walk, run type um, exercise up there, it's brilliant. And I'm loving the photographs he's getting at the minute. It's absolutely amazing. And yeah. hopefully I can get some similar views down here um, and see what, what I can do. Um, but even we're, uh, we're doing our, um, just to add to the difficulties, we're doing um, our kind of home workouts. Uh, we're doing it in the back garden uh, because it's nice to be outdoors and it's warmer. Yeah. So we're getting more, you know, you're getting more for your book in terms of sweating and, and the heart rate is up and stuff. But uh, I was doing my push-ups in the back garden. And there was ants crawling all over my hands. Like, so uh, there's ants everywhere. So they're like, you just see these. They look like little mini volcanoes in your back garden. And there's like about 20 or 30 of these mini volcanoes. And all the ants are just coming and going out. them. like, they're absolutely everywhere. And there's like, it's not muck over here. It's like red dirt. It looks like uh, rust. Um, and you just see these little rusty volcanoes just all over your back garden. We didn't know what they were at the start, but then when I was doing push-ups and they were crawling all over me, I was like, right, uh, the home the home workouts in the garden just got a little bit tougher, all right. So, uh, yeah, we're going to we're gonna have to readjust. We, we do have a little garage here, so we're, we're, we're going to readjust indoors just for the ants. But, uh, yeah, it's, there's all sorts of challenges to come. It's definitely different to home. It's... Uh, the routine is definitely scuppered anyways, but we'll uh, we'll see how it goes. I'll, I'll definitely check in with you next week and, and let you know how it goes, and, and hopefully I'll have a few more runs during the week under the belt. On that note, I really don't want to hear any more about Alabama if we're going down the route of all these ants and little things up and down right now. <laughs> and just as we're speaking, lightning, make me sleep lightning, better. <laughs> lightning is just after hitting a tree just across the road here as I'm looking out the window. Is a massive, massive lightning strikes. Oh, yeah, cool, yeah. Listen, it's just, everything's extreme. So, yeah, I'm just going to go get myself a big, big old cake and sit here and watch the lightning for the next hour. And on that note, with the lightning being extreme, with Ozzy's hiking being extreme, with you running the heat extreme, I feel like I'm living the comfy life now, just trying to get back to the training. I think that's a perfect time to wrap up this week's episode of the Any Given Run Day Extreme Podcast. Um, we're after giving people a couple of hints on, on um on on the big plans we've got coming up in the next couple of weeks and months. I really like that and what we're going to do and build up this podcast and a couple of other things as well. Anything else you want to add before we wrap up yeah, this episode just, of the podcast? You can imagine people listening back now to try and pick up on the hints and it's absolutely wrecking their head two weeks ago. <laughs> they won't have a clue. But uh, yeah, no, it's good. Look, it's good to be in touch. It's good to see familiar face. Uh, it's only been a day, but I'm not homesick anyway. But uh, just yet. But uh, yeah, we'll catch up next week and, and, and hopefully we'll, uh, we'll have more information and 
few more clues maybe of what's to come in. Are you sure you're are you sure you're able for this outro now? You sure? No, I, I think you you hand it out there. I'll let you. You've done so well with the You done so well with the intro. Go on. That's all we got time for this week on Any Given Runday Extreme International. For myself, I'm from Eric all the way over there in the good US of A. Take care.